Blog Talk Radio.
and we're getting ready to start our service. So I just want to say to you all, uh, please pay attention to what's going on tonight and notice everything that's said. Like I was saying to you a little while ago, my two-year-old great nieces on yesterday, even though they have been in a position to be with me physically, but because they acknowledge me and I acknowledge them on FaceTime episodes when we play together on FaceTime, when they finally saw me in person, they was able to say, hey, T.T. Nene. And this is amazing to me because two-year-olds normally don't pull away from their parents to go to people or see people that they're not really for sure of, but they knew who I was, and that blessed me so. That is a blessing of family, being in a family where family makes sure that they share time with you with their children. So that's just a little side note. I just want you all to pay attention to the program like that tonight because we're a family, and we're talking about family ties, family time. And I want you to pay attention to what the man and woman of God has to say. So I'm just praying that your ears are open, your eyes are open, your mind is open, and you can just open your mouth and just say, God, what is it that you want me to get out of this? God, what are you saying to me? So please, at this time, open your heart to receive the man and woman of God. I present to you all, introduce to most of you all, and let everybody know, that Minister Ron and Mother Tony Montgomery is on the line, and they're ready to bring forth the word. So let's give them a hallelujah, amen, in the spirit, and let them have their way. Go ahead, man and woman of God. The program is in your hands. Good evening. Good evening. I'm sorry. What's that your grandchildren calling you? Minister I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. What did you say, Brian? I was asking, what was that that your, uh, what's that pet name your uh, your grandchildren have for you? Grand, your grandniece? Nene. They call Nene. me Titi Nene. <laughs> Titi Nene, okay. <laughs> All right, then. Reverend um, <laughs> Mother Titi Nene. <laughs> <laughs> we are so glad to be here with you this evening. As usual, we're always come with something about the family and marriage. And uh, that's uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. In fact, we're going to do a tag team situation here. I'm going to talk about biblical manhood. Tony's going to talk about biblical womanhood. And uh, mine, because I'm a man, I don't have as many words as she does. She's probably going to do most of the talk. Oh, Lord. Y'all praying for me? Okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> Let's open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you just to thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you have provided us with. Well, we thank you particularly for the technology of being able to communicate with each other about your word. Yeah. Being there without being there. Mm-hmm. Lord, we are gathered here and we're joined by the Spirit, and we are there with you and with each other. And we pray that the words that come out of my mouth are from your word. Yes, and that uh, we communicate communicate with our listeners, our prayers, our saints about you, the Word of God, and your expectation of us. We ask, and we give thanks in these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 One of the 
watch words of biblical manhood mm-hmm. is where are you? What do you mean? We look around today, and uh, I was talking to a, a friend of mine who serves in prison ministry. And he says that 90% of the men who are incarcerated grew up in homes with no fathers, no day-to-day, night-by-night male influence on their lives. And they wind up in prison. That could be a key there. Of course, there are many, many other reasons why that happens. But the root of the thing is that A sin was introduced into the world through Adam, and God asked him that question that we still ask today of men, where are you? Genesis 3rd chapter, the 8th verse. Didn't he heard, and you all know the story of Adam and Eve and how Eve was deceived by the serpent, and she partook of the fruit and gave it to Adam, and Adam partook of it too. So their eyes were open to the fact that they were naked. Yeah. It means that they introduced sin into the world. And when they heard God in the garden taking his evening stroll, they hid from him. That's an amazing thing to me. How can you hide from God? <laughs> they it seems like today in light of what we know, the first thing we can do is break down our knees and start repenting. Yeah. What did Adam do? Well, let's look at that eighth chapter, the eighth verse. Mm-hmm. Then they heard the Lord God walking in the garden during the cool part of the day, and the man and his wife hid from the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? The Lord God called to the man and he said, Where are you? Think about it. Was God asking Adam about his location? Mm. Didn't God know where Adam was? Well, yeah. We know that he did. But yeah. it was an introspective question that he was posing to Adam. To get Adam to see where was his head? Mm. What was on your mind? Didn't you hear what I told you? Mm-hmm. Instead of being introspective about that, Adam said, I heard you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Instead of getting some difference in stuff. God asked, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from the tree from, the, from which I commanded you not to eat? <laughs> well, Adam was innocent. He was caught. He was busted. And disobeyed God, and he knew God knew it. But the man said, you gave this woman the thing. And she gave the fruit of the tree, so I ate it. So instead of falling on his knees and repenting, he tried to make an excuse, and he tried to make God responsible for it. Uh That is so difficult for what we're living in today. A man abdicated their authority that was given to them by God. Because we read those first, uh, the, the second and third 
uh, in most of the third chapter of uh, Genesis, and we see how God put man in charge. He made man first. He scraped up a pile of dust and fashioned man from it. Now, when he made woman, that was a new and improved version of man. Because rather than taking a handful of dirt, he took one of Adam's ribs, and he fashioned her from it. <laughs> now, before I pay this over the tongue, I want you to understand that God intended for man to be the foundation of his word. He intended for man to be the foundation of his word in the family. Houses built on the slab foundation now particular disadvantage, especially here in North Texas. The, the clay soil expands when exposed to moisture. The expansion of the ground causes the upheaval of the slab, which can lead to cracks in the foundation. We're talking about the foundation now. These cracks are costly to restore for those living in the house, but they must be addressed before the house collapses. Unfortunately, many times the foundation of the house, as far as man is concerned, man being a foundation, he isn't present to be the foundation, or he leaves when the foundation is in a state of disrepair and inability to withstand what it takes for the house to stand. He's abdicated his authority. The foundation of our family should be built on divine ownership and safeguarded by men. We can see the effect of men and their families not submitting to God in the fragmentation of society today. Men must submit to God's ownership to restore order to the chaos of this world. Men need divine ownership over their lives. Because the chaos in society has destabilized the family, the church, and the culture. The cause of this chaos is primarily tied to the failure or absence of men. When men abandon their roles, families disintegrate. In church, women are dependent upon to lead apart from a few selected positions because men will not volunteer. This is in the church. Make men have been called to rule under God. Called to rule under Not by themselves, but under the dictate of God. Called to serve as the foundation. Since God's covenant was transferred through men, they ought to be the ones keeping the divine framework operating in the family and the world. We will remain in chaos unless we return to the biblical definition and framework of The Lord gives us the strength to ward off the evils of apathy, a lack of leadership, and false out. When we intentionally discipline ourselves to lean on God's command, reason 
he designed the family. He designed the family for a specific reason. And he gives those reasons to us of Scripture. We must know what the Bible says of all aspects of our role. But knowing the word, no. Knowing the word is not enough. We must apply it. We must apply it. Faith without works is dead. We must apply it. Abrogation of God's word activates the power in our lives and the structures for which we are responsible. When I say we, I mean men. Nothing is more crucial than our need for God's word. Men are called to be the foundation of the family, of the life, of the word of God. Tony, what you got to say about that? I don't know. That was very powerful, Ron, to think that our our role as a woman is really defined from your role or the men's role in our society. And we know that it seems like men are walking away from that role. They don't want to take on that responsibility. So back to that question, where are you? Well, I think more about our role as as a woman in this whole gender war thing. Now people got all these, uh, what is it, pronouns. He, she, it, with, they, who, what. And I want to just go back to Genesis 1 and 26 because our role as a, as a woman was defined in the very beginning. And in that and in, in that definition, God then not only did He define gender, He also defined equality. So in reading in Genesis one, and I'm gonna start at twenty six, and uh, this is uh, uh, the new not not the new book translation. No, no, no. <laughs> That's wrong. Uh, then uh, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the, land, over the uh, livestock and all of the wild animals, and over all the, cre- the creatures that move around on the ground. And then 27, it says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Who has the right to define gender? Mm. The creator and and the, and only the creator. He was not confused. When he wrote it the first time, he was right. God created us to reflect him and the Trinity. 
No confusion in his creation. He said at the end of at the end of the sixth day, he said, and God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And then there was evening, and then there was morning on the sixth day. So God created it. He knew just what he was doing. So if we look a little closer at this idea that let us make man in our image, the voice, uh, Bible says, let us conceive a new creation, humanity, made in our image, fashioned according to our likeness, and let us grant them authority over all the earth and the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and the domesticated animals and the small uh, creeping creatures on the earth. So God did just that. He created humanity in his image, created him male and female. The message Bible, I'm going to skip down, and it says, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature. Make them reflecting our nature. Hmm. What did I do? And reflecting our nature. And he, uh, anyway, it, it's the same thing. He he created them in, he created male and female, he created them. Uh, and reflecting in God's nature, he created male and female. God blessed them properly. He told them to reproduce and fill the earth and take charge. So I want us to think about, and I want us to weigh in on this issue of gender. And what role does a woman play? How does God address that? Are we women of God or are we women of the world? Because that's who we are going to follow. And that's who we're going to be blessed by. Our equality was established by God in the beginning. Now, our issue is that Eve listened to another voice, and Adam did not follow the voice of the Lord, but he listened to his wife's alternative to the truth, which has us in our trajectory that we're in right now, following sin. It's a difficult situation. But I want to go and look at how was woman made, and Ron alluded to this earlier. In Genesis 2 and 21, it says, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the the place of that flesh, and then the Lord made a woman from that rib he had taken out of man and he brought her to the man. So the bottom line here is that God created man from dust. He created woman from man. And when we know that, then we know that God has an order. 
man is first, and then there's woman. Now, I know folks are fighting. Some folks probably not got rocks in their jaws, but that's all right. What God said is right. Even if we disagree with it, he's still right. Y'all know that when I, I thought I was a professional woman, you know, I, I, and I shaped my definition at the time from the feminist movement. Now, I went to college, got my education in the late 60s and the early 70s, and at that time, you know, the civil rights movement was in full swing, and women's rights were right there on the front stage. And the mantra was loud and clear, women are just as good as men. Sometimes they even said that we could be a better man than man. Mm. Our thinking was clouded from all of the years of abuse and not looking to God, to, but looking to ourselves for the answer. So the inequalities against women was, you know, for it was long, it was a long time, and it was, y'all, it was ignored. And the movement opened the door, though, for Satan to bring the confusion that we are witnessing in our country right now today. Yes. And so we struggled with our our role as women because we are letting, we're not taking the definition God has given us. We're taking the definition that somebody else has defined. So when I look at the definition that our role, I go to Titus 2, 5. And the message Bible, and it is it is uh, John talking to Timothy about the role of the church and the and the role of the women, and he says that in uh, two and three he says guide in the message Bible it says guide older women into life life of reverence so they will end up as neither gossip nor drunk nor but models of goodness. By looking at them, the younger women will know how to love their husbands and children, be virtuous and pure. Keep a good house, be good wives. We, we don't want anyone to look down on God's message because of their behavior. Also guide the young men to live disciplined lives. And uh, I think we're probably more familiar with it coming from the New King James Version where it says, but uh, as, as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, tempered, Sound in faith, in love, and in patience. That the older women, likewise, that they will be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. That they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands that the word of God will not be blasphemed. And so this whole idea that women have a, have a certain place and have certain responsibilities, and the last thing we want to hear is 
be at home with the baby, cleaning up, and taking care of your family. That's the last thing you want to Yeah. And society, and but it is it is the role then is that sometimes the man has to be at home while the woman works. We sort of exchange those roles, but the world has really said to the woman, you are less than a woman if you are at home taking care of your children and your family. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear that? Yep. So the very thing God told us to do. The world is telling us not to do. It's telling us to do just the opposite. And it almost defines, it almost like the livable woman who's at home uh, and, and taking care of their their family. They say, oh, you're only a housewife. What do you mean by only? That is, uh, that is really throwing God's word, throwing our role back in God's face. God said that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And because he's made us, he knows exactly how he wants us to interact in this world. And so we've got, we've got work to do. And so if we look at our role, what does God ex- expect from us? In First Peter 3 and 3, it says, Rise, likewise, be submissive to your own husband. Then even if some do not obey the word, that without a word may be won by your conduct, by the conduct of their wives, when they observe your chaste conduct according to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, accompanied by fear. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, mm. arranging your hair, wearing gold, putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be hidden the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in holy women who trusted in God also adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, even calling him Lord. I know that 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 that's a lot. That's a lot right there. It doesn't. But we're saying reverencing your husband doesn't mean that you're a slave. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything in your household other than honoring God. Now the issue is today the world says that if you do that, you're not honoring yourself. You're not respecting yourself. You are being put down. You are not a woman. You're, you're being subservient. And so we've got to be careful that we don't listen to the world like Eve listened to the serpent. So we don't get lost and we miss out on our blessings. Yeah. It is really uh, something to see what women look like today. I was in the mall with my friend. Uh, she took me to lunch for my birthday, and we were walking in the mall afterwards. And the way, I just looked at how the women were dressed. And, I mean, some of them had almost nothing on. Yeah. And, and I looked at that, and I go, and there was no shame. And so I said, I said to my friend, I said, oh, they, they're 
Look at that. Why would they come out the house looking like that? And she said, Tony, don't you think that they think they're looking good? They wouldn't come out the house if they think they were looking good. And I realized that there was no modesty in any way. And, y'all, the issue that I'm having with that is that that shows up at the church house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when uh, when you have to pull somebody aside and explain to them your dress is too tight, it is too short, that slit is showing too much of your flesh. And now women don't even wear stockings today, so I'm you really looking at they they stuff. And so it's important that we, as the senior mature women in the body of Christ. Pull that young lady aside and talk to her. Now, I'm not saying a blast to put her on, what the kids say, put her on blast. Don't put her on front street. We really want our young ladies to know God loves them. And so we have to entreat them with that same love and care so they'll understand that what they're doing is inappropriate. And it doesn't really show that they're a woman. What it shows is, is that they're listening to the wrong message. That it says that you know that your body is a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, not unto man. So showing all your stuff doesn't mean that that makes you a woman. Actually, it makes you uh, <laughs> it, it 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 gives the message of who you're really serving. Uh, I'll give you an example. My husband was working with some middle school, I think it was middle school girls, and one of the girls said that the boys were saying that she was like a, a streetwalker. <clears throat> and uh, that's not the word she used. That's not the word she used. Y'all know what word she used. <clears throat> and uh, and so she said to her, when you see the police officer, and he has on. Uh, his hat and his 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 uh, shirt and his badge, you know that he's a police officer by what he has on, right? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go into a restaurant and you see a person who waits tables, they have on their apron and they come over to you and, and you know that that person is a, a waitress, right? Say, so, yeah, because of what they have on. He says, so Maybe the young men are saying what you have on is telling what is, is your uniform. So what is, what what you're wearing is telling them what you are portraying. Mm-hmm. What and message you're what you, The message that you're communicating. She didn't particularly like that, but guess what? It was the truth. Mm-hmm. It was the truth. And so when you hear that, when when she heard that, it offended her in a sense that she wanted Ron to come to her rescue, but he had to give her the truth of how she was looking. And that's what we're going to have to do for some of the young ladies in the church. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm and i really concerned because I see women, and they say, and, and they are born-again believers, but you can't tell them from the women in the street. Their dresses are just as short. It's just everything is revealing up top. Everything that they have on looks just like the world. And I'm concerned 
that the church is misrepresenting, the women in the church is misrepresenting Christ. Mm-hmm. And so God really tells us as his daughters of God that there's a blessing for us. It's that when we follow his word, that we reap the benefit of his blessing. And so over in Peter, it says, finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil and reviving for reviving, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. So God wants us as women to inherit his blessing by what we say and what we do. And, you know, most of the Bible is written to the saved. This wasn't written to the unsaved, y'all. This was written to the body of Christ. I want y'all to realize that this message that Peter is having, he's saying to the body of Christ. Yes. So that made me stop and think. So what, how are we betraying Christ? To the world So the world will know This is what God looks like If I look just like the world How are they going to tell me? I can't tell them nothing Amen. And so the blessing that Peter puts here He says For he who would love life And see good days Let him refrain his tongue from evil And his lips from speaking deceit let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their prayer. So God really wants us as women to really know that we've been bought with a price. And therefore, we glorify him with our bodies and in our spirit that God will know that we love him. And so I just really want to say that God was not confused when he created man and woman. He did not need any more pronouns. Mm. He has a man and a woman. He don't need any of those other pronouns. So we, as the body of Christ, have to really encourage and, and and be present, y'all. They are telling our children, don't 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 tell your child that they are male or female when they're born. Let them choose what they're gonna be. God chose what they are. That's it. That's it. And the world cannot redefine family. They don't have the right. God created family, and He defines who we are. I'm I'm finished. I'm I'm through. <laughs> So we just really want to thank the Lord for this opportunity to talk about, I call it the gender war, because there's a lot going on, and men have a role, and women have a role, and God defined our role. And because of that, Satan is out to destroy our, our understanding of what God wants a woman to be and what God wants a man to be. Amen. Amen. So, man, I... Admonish you and I to the women to, to watch this from uh, Genesis, the, the third chapter. Mm-hmm. 
and the eighth verse, that question was not a rhetorical question. That was an introspective question of God as Adam. He didn't ask where he was located geographically. He said, Adam, where are you? Is that specifically where? He asked the man, where are you? And that's an introspective question. And then we have to continue to ask ourselves and answer it, answer it in relationship to where we are with God. Because he is the inventor of mankind. He had a purpose, and he spells it out clearly. And we must follow it in order to receive the blessings that God will bestow upon us. It is in your hands. It's in your hands, man. It's in your hands. Remember um, the account of Abraham in Genesis 18, was it? Okay. Well, it was the, the promise that uh, that God uh, made to Abraham, in that uh, he would be the father of many nations, and he also gave him the condition that he had to follow God's word. And he was chosen because he was a follower of God's word. Right. And those are the conditions. Even like when uh, uh, in the New Testament where it stated that the woman has to be in subjection to the man as the man is to Christ. Right. So, I mean, that, that's the caveat there. Uh, there's, no, there's no need for a woman to follow a man who's not following God. And I guess that's the problem. When women are looking for husbands who are fit to follow God, they ask that question, where are you? Where are you? Not where you are in location-wise, but where are you spiritually-wise? Where is your heart? Where are you? Are you with God? Amen. And with that, we're going to close out and turn it back over to you, sister. Mimi Mama. Thank you, thank you. I thank God for the program on tonight because it's two things you all said that really should touch the heart of our listeners and our viewers. The first thing you said is that God said, where are you? Mm-hmm. He didn't say where you located. He didn't say turn the GPS on and say where you at. He asked, where <laughs> are you? You know, like Moses put it in, in, in a certain format. For those that's on God's side, come with me. Come on. Mm. And those that's not, go on the other side. Or stay on the other side. And the next thing you all said was, the Bible isn't written for the other one. It's written for us. Mm. Because we know that the others are not going to read it. They're already trying to come up with excuses. So right. we always think. Have you read your word? Have you been in your word? You need to start reading your word. You need to start getting in your word. You need to start studying the word. You need to hold on to the word. You need to believe the word. So when we talk about the Bible, when you said that, Mother Tony, that it's written for us, 
I don't think a lot of people remember that. Mm. I don't think a lot of people knew that. I really don't think a lot of people have thought about that. You know, I think they thought it was the the Bible was just a good idea. As a doctor Cecilia Kaiser always says. I believe they thought it was just a good idea. But what they don't realize is that see when we were growing up, we were taught the number one book and the best selling book of all times is the Bible. That's right. Mm-hmm. Still is. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I say still, yeah, we were taught that. And it's still, like you said, still right. is. It's, it's, it's in every language. Mm-hmm. It's not only in every language. It's in every, how could you say, um, manner of speaking. For if you want to be highly intelligent and use big words to all the way down to they don't even have right. a by right. They have a common, yeah, they have a common interpretation of it. So you yeah. Can, you know, yeah. so this, is, this is one book you can buy in Braille. Do you remember the picture yep. of Eli? Do you remember mm-hmm. the movie Eli? When they wanted to get yeah. him because he had the last Bible. But as you found mm-hmm. out in the middle of the movie, the Bible wasn't with the word of what we call the Bible of reading. It was a Bible of Braille. Mm-hmm. And like he said, he was the Bible. He was walking around because he had got God's word so down in him that when they right. had destroyed the book, he couldn't get it. He was able to tell them from Genesis 1 mm-hmm. to the last word of Revelation. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times we forget about that. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this right here, when when you have parents, the, the word of God said a wise parent leaves an inheritance to their children's children. Yes. What is the best inheritance for you to leave to your children except the word of God? Come on, come on. Because as we go through life and we look at it, that if you know, if I give you anything, the word of God said that. Jesus told them, he said, come with me, I will make you fisher of men. Man, right. I could give you anything in the world, but if I don't, to, to have you going on, but if I don't give you the life source, as Mother Tony mm-hmm. was speaking on earlier, you better know what your life source is. We yeah. were taught that you, you not only treat God's house a certain way, you come in God's house a certain way. Yes, we know that the word says, come as you are. But see, they they, they, they trying to get like Eve. They're trying to twist it up now, and they're trying to get like Adam. They're trying to hold on to it. When he said, come as you are, he's talking about your sin. Mm-hmm. But if this outfit is the only one you have, even if you when you get God in you and you want God so bad, you will get a bath towel and try to cover up your cleavage. You get a pillow slip and try to throw it across your lap or a big towel to wrap it around you. That's the only outfit you have. You wear mm-hmm. what you have, but when you try to, when you come in God's house, just like Adam and Eve said, uh, as Minister Ron said, uh, we was naked. They'll say we're showing too much. I know God got what I, I know He know what I got, but He didn't mm-hmm. tell me to put it on display. He told mm-hmm. me to let my life. Let my mm-hmm. life be a witness, not my part. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Mama. We're going to have to go That's back to them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to go back to where are they? Mm-hmm. I thank God for the word on tonight. And I just want anybody and everybody that's on the line to know that you can speak at this time and ask questions, make a comment, uh, give the man or woman of God a a great kudos for bringing the word to us as we brought scripture that we've heard and seen and uh, talked about a long time, but we hadn't talked about it in this format. Thank you for tonight for the word. The lines are open. Go ahead. Amen, amen, amen. This is Cecilia. Thank you. Awesome, awesome word. I agree with all of the scriptures and everything that you all have said, and I love how you are reminding us that the Bible and the word is for us. But we know that the deception from the devil is for us as well, because he comes to fool the very elect. So if he can fool us, yes. And one of the ways that he uses to fool us, and this is going to be like, this is just what I think. This is not, and I pray that the Lord agrees with it. One of the places that the confusion started and the doubt, like you said, was with Eve when she got Adam to eat the apple. But it was even dealing with equality at that time because what was her role as the female? What was his role as the male? How is he supposed to lead? So then now the devil goes a little further. And so marriage, we have roles. The husband's the male, the female's the wife. But if I can get to you, talking about the devil, before you get married and have you doubting if you're a male, have you doubting if you're a woman, I could have you coming around saying him, she, he, they. No, 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 no. God already said that there's male and female. So now the isms get you deflected, and now you're over here worried about racism and, and all of these other isms. But it's because I've already planted the seed to cause you to doubt if you're a male or a female or if you're binary or whatever, because I don't want you to get to marriage because when you get to marriage, the word is going to teach you. So when you train up a child in the way that they should go, you train them that they're female. You train them that they're male. And so this enemy, he knows when God said where you're located, he's talking about in your mind, in your heart, in your relationship with him and your fellowship with him. So it's bigger then we all see it because it started in the garden. That's all I got. Amen. 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 Is there is there anyone else at this time? My God, my God. Okay. I thank God for this word on tonight because it's enough to make you have to take a praise break and get to the side and just praise God and thank them because, see, that's what I love about God's messengers. God Amen. said there will be no excuse. Mm. There will be no excuse. We, we, mm. we see the TV. We see the the ex-presidents and everybody else on TV. The word is coming. Mm. To be they rather believe a lie than the truth. Oh, yeah. There, there you go. Mm. And... and yeah, and then they they tax on it. I'm doing this for God. No, mm. you, you ain't got to help God like that. 
No. He's saying that no, no liar is going to enter in. No sin is going to enter in. No sin. You know, God ain't looking at us through rose-colored glasses. Mm. He's looking at us through true glasses because Mother Tony, you got you, you really, you really, how they say, through an iron and a fire tonight when you said, so don't forget the Bible is written for us. Mm. It's for us. Because yeah. when, when you when you go to Bible school or um, Sunday school, and and you go to a church, mm-hmm. the first thing they tell you is you have to get the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You you can get all type of Bibles. I remember one time talking with Apostle Elixir. I need a good study Bible. She said, Renee, there's several types. Get the date Bible. Get this Bible. Get right. that Bible. You mess around, you will have a whole library full of nothing but Bibles. Come but like on. she also said, make sure you read them. Don't, you know, read them because like the word says, don't eat the roll, eat the whole roll. Because some Bibles mm-hmm. leave words out. And they leave mm-hmm. out important descriptions like, again, what was their role when they wrote this Bible? Right, right, right. You got different types of beliefs that's trying to tell you what, uh, you know, this is, this is the word now. I don't want this word. I want God's word. Mm-hmm. I don't want that word. I want God's word. Right. When we learn to uh, agree as a family, I always say, if I can accept your crazy way, you should be able to accept mine. <laughs> because, you know, I may put a comma where you put a question mark. Mm-hmm. I may put a question mark where you put an explanation point. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a habit of when I write little notes and I want you to think about it, I put dot, 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 dot. One mm-hmm. Cecilia asked me, possibly like that, she said, well, Renee, why do you put those dots? I said, because I'm trying to give people something to think about. See, we all have a way we do things, but right. I'm going right. to make sure the way I live, I live by the word of God. So I'm thanking you mm-hmm. for taking the time out with us tonight and um, giving us this lesson. This lesson is a powerful lesson. Where are you? And the Bible was not written for them. It was written for us. And, and I noticed you didn't say for the world. You said for us, the Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the only thing that was written to the world was to repent. That's it. That's because it. Because until they repent, their hearts are not able to receive what the word is saying. Because it's foolishness to them. That's it. They don't understand it because you know how no. I know you're telling the truth. Nah. Before I got saved for real, they would, mm-hmm. would you read the Bible? I'm like, I don't understand it. And they said, you right. don't understand it. I told them, no. Did you ask God to give you understanding of the word? Well, mm-hmm. I'll figure it. No, don't figure Ask God to give you the understanding of what you yeah. need. But repent first. Talk to God. Get a relationship and ask, ask God to teach you how to understand what you're reading, and then ask questions. Yes. But make sure you ask yes. questions to the right person, not to anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Don't just because anybody anybody can tell you about left or right, but you want to make sure you don't get left out of the book of uh, which is a book of life, and you want to make sure your name is written in the book of life. So let's just keep it real. So I, I'm going to just ask you all: Do you have any closing remarks before I give our final remarks? And, and uh, if we pray tonight, could we please continue to pray for Minister Margo and any and everyone else that? We know, uh, we feel that needs prayer. Okay. Well, uh, do you want us to pray or do you, or just have closing comments? Like, what about our, our, our desire? Closing comments, and then I'll give the closing remarks, and then you can pray us out. <laughs> okay. So our our desire is that uh, that that the people of God have a defense for what's going on right now in our society. And so they would know that when people say to them, well, uh, 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 my gender, I I, I, I want to be a he, she, it, or whatever, is that we tell them that uh, we love you, but you have to know that this is what the Word of God says about that. And we can't take that back. We, We are not ashamed of the gospel. And so we're going to give you what the, what, what the Lord says about it and not what the world says about it. And, and then it's up to you to make the, the decision on to live or that. And so we want, we want people to know that there is an answer to the gender war, and God has already written it in the book. He started with it, so we don't have to worry about it. Amen. Amen. I agree with that, uh, Mother Tony. I love you, but I hate to stand. That's what we were talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. So That's I, it. I want you all to know we thank you all for tuning in. If you're looking at this live or you're looking at it in a replay or you're listening live on blog talk or listening in the uh, archive time, we want you to know this was a powerful subject on tonight. The Lord say, where are thou? So um, next Monday, if you all come back, we will be here at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with the word from the Lord. We also want you all to know that we are excited about what God is doing. Um, yes. I just want you all to know that the word really, the word really struck on tonight many courts because it really opens up your heart and your understanding. Get with God because the word is showing you everything that was talked about tonight. Where are you? And the Bible is not for them, the world, is for us, the Christians. I just want to take that pause and say that again because I love what was taught on tonight. If you all come back on Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, will be your host for that night. And uh, I'm going to take some of the things tonight. I'm letting Mother Tony and Minister Ron know some things from the night. I'm going to speak with it. I'm going to use it in the I thank God for it because this thing has really, if the word of God is like fire, when it gets started burning, you just have to let it burn. Yes, it yes, don't burn yes. out. Just let it burn. It's burning. Just let it burn. 
So I want you all to know you come back on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will hear our very own apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, our overseer of Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening, Iron Blog Talk Radio, and our Facebook Live service. Know this, that this program is not a good idea. It was not just something put together. It's anointed and it's appointed for a time such as this. We want you all to know that we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you need a prayer line, you can call Pastor Linda Handy's prayer line at 605-313-4818. That's 605-313-4818. Access code is 647-147. 647 Sister Carmen also has a ministry line at 605 313 642, I'm sorry, 313-4284-605-313-4284. Uh, access code is 528-2607. Access code 528-2607. And we turn it back over to the man and woman of God to pray us out for the service on tonight. Amen. 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 So, dear Heavenly Father, we come and we lay, Lord God, those at your feet that are in great need. We see Minister Margo. You know what she's going through. It's not caught you by surprise. So we know that you are a God that heals and we ask that you heal her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. They are all the way home. Lord, we just ask that you uh, bless her. Bless uh, with other issues that they might have. Lord, we just ask that you meet her at that point of need. We ask that you bless uh, Pastor Troy, Lord, as he continues, Lord, to heal his heart. You see what he stands in need of. Lord, provide and make ways and open doors. God, we ask that you bless the family reunion as we start to approach that time when the family comes together. We ask God that you open doors and make ways that you, Lord God, uh, provide for those that uh, are who, who wants to come, Lord, we just ask that you open doors that they might be able to come and, and to suffer, to, to fellowship and be part, Lord God, of the family as we come together. Lord, we just ask that you bind the hands of the evil one that would want to sift our young people as saying, God, we ask that you hold up a standard for them right now, Lord God, and that you uh, protect and keep them from Lord, that the evil one that would want to destroy their lives. Lord, we ask that you find confusion on every side and that you open up the door of understanding that the people will come seeking your face, wanting to know what do I need to do to be saved, that they might, Lord God, want to submit themselves to you. God, we are calling out for those, our unsafe loved ones in our family, Lord. We ask that you draw them to the cross that they might know you, oh God. Give them no peace until they turn their face to you. This family was called, Lord God, to be a servant to the kingdom. And so, God, the kingdom women that are running this ministry, Lord, we just ask that you pour into their lives, Lord, the more as they pour into your word, as they seek out your favor, Lord God, we ask that you just continue to bless them. Bless this ministry that it might go forth, Lord God, and as people hear the word, Lord God, that they will 
Lord, sub, uh, submit themselves to the and forgiveness move, Lord, to repent, that they your faith. And the Kaiser has already said that they might want to see and think, Lord, that you glory. God, we that you continue to bless. Have your way, Lord, uh, for uh, uh, Mother Catherine Seabury, that you would bless the Trabacos and make God, those that are sick, we ask God heal the sick and, and the brokenhearted, that you deal with those, Lord God, that are in financial need. Lord, that you meet them at their point, that you would be Jehovah, God, that you would be enough for God, that you just continue to bless. And we are thankful to what you are doing and what you are doing in our lives, in our lives. We just continue to offer ourselves to you as as living sacrifices. We thank you for what you're doing, for what you're doing, and that we just give you glory and praise because we know that you are a God that desires us to reflect your image. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you.